0: Amen. Well, open your Bibles with me to Mark 11:22. One of my favorite passages in all of the scriptures comes in this area, Mark 11, 22 23, and 24. I mean, I've committed that to my heart. I'm not a memorized guy. I don't I can't memorize scripture. I've sat down and tried. I'm not good at that. You might be one of these guys who can sit down and memorize scripture. I read the scripture a lot. I pray a lot. But for me, the reason that I can remember Scripture has nothing to do with my memorization skills or my ability to memorize Scripture. It has everything to do with the fact that I live it. I just live Scripture. I live it every day. I work it every day. I train myself every single day as to what I want to do with my life, and and I do it with the Scripture. And so, therefore, the Scripture becomes part of my life. The reason I can quote Scripture, the reason is because I live it. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing that you become a living scripture. The Bible says that it's the engrafted word that changes. It's not just words sitting on a shelf. You could have a Bible on your shelf, let it collect dust your entire life, and it won't do you any good. It's when you open it up and begin to live the scriptures. My grandfather was uh, an alcoholic, a raving alcoholic. I mean, he would lick the cap, you know. I mean, when it was over with, I mean, not only did he drink every last drop, but lick the cap. I mean, he was just that kind of guy. But I've never met anybody that could quote more Scripture than this guy. And in the midst of being drunk, I mean, falling off, couldn't remember your name, but he could quote Scripture. I don't even know how to do So just because you can memorize Scripture doesn't even mean that you really understand it or know it. Or that it's going to do you any good it isn't until you apply it it's the application of Scripture that makes the difference it's the application of the principles of the Word of God some people never actually get the principles they have all the history and they have all the tradition and they have all the verbiage but they don't have the application and here's the thing it's principles in the scripture that make the difference we need to know and operate in the principles of Scripture It's the greatest way of Scripture comes from the knowledge of the principles that it teaches, that it gives us those principles, and therefore we can live by the principle that it teaches. For instance, I'll give you a for instance. We argue a lot about things that might seem minor, but let's move forward into the future and determine whether they really are. Well, in, 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 in terms of principles, the Bible says that all things may be uh, lawful, but they're not expedient. Or all things are expedient not lawful. And, and so meaning to us is that, that there may be some things that are lawful, but they're not things we would do. That's a principle. There are things that are going to be the world may do. A standard, a standard may be set in the world, and the world may accept a certain standard, but that does not mean we can accept that standard because we live under a different code of conduct. We have a principle We're not to defile the temple. Right? There are things we're not supposed to do. And then there are are implied sins. You know, there are sins in the Bible, things in the Bible that are implications. There are things that we are implied not to do. May not be spelled out directly because they weren't, but they're there. It's implication. And we have a spirit man on the inside of us who should be able to tell us what's right and wrong. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Now listen, this isn't a condemnation thing. When you think of what I'm talking about, it has to, we have to be careful that you're encouraged by these words because the Bible is obviously clear, till Christ be formed in us. I am a living example of till Christ be formed. Now you will be glad to know when I kicked that door frame, Jesus came out my mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what had come out your mouth, but I know what came out my mouth. I started praying. I, st- hey, I even got some tongues out. <laughs> that thing hurt. But, but, but I mean, you know, I mean, that may not be you. And the implication is, let your mouth be correct. Don't let foul communication come out of your mouth. Don't matter what the cultures are. It doesn't matter what community is. I mean, you may be around a bunch of people that they just think. I mean, maybe if you're in the military, it's. I, I guess if you're in the military, every movie that I've. I know I wasn't in the military. And I'm proud of every person that has served. I had a chance to and I I opted not to I went a different direction But those of you who served in the military you have my greatest respect and I am honored that you're in this church And we're honored to have you here and we are thanking God every day Amen And 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 and, but I but every move I see is full of cussing Now that might have been what it was like anybody that was in the military was that was did they cuss a lot? They did it's kind of like just kind of but see that may be the environment it could be the culture that's there it might be the condition but it isn't me i may be in the midst of the culture i may be in the midst of the environment but that's not my citizenship that's not my uh, that isn't my what i know from scripture that isn't the principle that i live by my con- my conduct and my verbiage and my words have to be different from the culture that i live within see if we're not careful today the church is accepting a lot of things but we need to accept what the culture of our spirit says. We are heavenly creatures. We are not. You are a spirit. You live in a body. And you have a mind, a will, and emotions. That's what you have. You are a spirit. You live in a body and have a mind, will, and emotions. Well, I saw the other day. I, saw, I actually saw that the, 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 the American Psychiatric uh, Society has determined that pedophilia is a normal action of life in some conditions. Well, I don't know about nobody else, but that ain't never. That will never be accepted because my my paradigm of life, the conditions under which I live, the environment that I live under, and the principles that are a part of my life say that that will never be accepted. Anyone that hurts a child, and laws are being interacted all day long. I mean, if we look at. I mean, if you were to go to Denver today, you were to go to Colorado, they sell weed on the street. So what does that mean to the church? What does that mean? What does that mean to us? We have to go back to standards that are set by the Word of God and not by the world. Amen. Standards in the world change. And we're beginning to see it creep into the church to the point that the church has just begun to say, This is okay. That's okay. If the world says it's okay. And we're so to the point. I, I, I hope, Please don't be offended by this. I'm glad you're here today. I am. It's, it makes me happy. And one of the things that we should do is we have to count people to know if, if we're growing, if we're improving. if we're Because there is, I mean, we know God weighs them. We understand that. But, you know, for churches to go to the bank, i got to count them. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? And so uh, 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 how do we know we're doing effective ministry? We have to see miracles, signs, wonders. That's how Jesus defined it. But let's talk about not only the God side, but the man side. There is a a man side. The man side is we have measures that indicate to us growth. I have to count them. I am glad you're here, so I've counted you. However, more important than you is that Jesus came. Amen. Amen. You without Jesus is just a meeting. But where two or three gather together in his name and Jesus is there, that's a service. We've come to the point now where we've decided to lower the standards of the church and put things in the church that years ago we would have never put in the church. We would have never allowed in our lobby. We would have never allowed them on our platform. We would have never allowed them... You know, and I'm not talking about some of the stuff that's frivolous. I'm talking about things that go beyond that. I mean, when you're doing thriller on your platform to Michael Jackson on a Sunday morning, you missed it. Now, some of you might get mad at me, but I'm telling you, you missed it. That doesn't belong in the house of God. And then the excuse for that is, people will say, well, the reason we did that is because we're trying to get people. Jesus didn't say raise up thriller and it'll draw all men to myself. I mean, if what we're trying to do is make church more acceptable by allowing everything and everybody in it, without a convicting message, without a conversion, the Bible says we're to be transformed and that we're to have our minds renewed. Well, how are you going to have your mind renewed if everything in the church is just as trashy as what's outside of it? I don't know. I have principles. Principles of the Word of God, and we have to live by those principles. The Bible says that I walk by faith. See, faith is something God wants us to have so that it will work in our life. Now, I said that, and I I went that direction just a little while to kind of help define why I think sometimes people go to church every day, and I pray it's not this one. And we're believing that it won't be in your lives, okay? And they go there. They'll, I, 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 I have people who come from a church here in town. And they do some of the things that I, I would not do. And the people call me regularly for counseling. Because they I haven't counseled them yet, but they call all the time. Because they, they, they need help. There's no pastor for them here. And they need help. And they call, will you counsel us? And I'll, I've met them several times in stores and things and sat down with them at a the table maybe for them to share their heart and all that's going on in their life. And their life is a total disaster. Husband's gone, playing around on them. Children are messed up in drugs. My life is trashed. You know, I've got a little bit of money, but, you know, I'm just so unhappy and terrible. And I say, okay, now where are you going to church? Well, here's where I'm going. I say, if you sat down for counsel? Well, they don't have anybody to counsel. I don't really have anybody to counsel with. I'd have to go to someplace else to counsel like you or another church. And then, and then they'll go on and I'll say, well, well, you know, uh, what about the message? What do you hear? Oh, 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 the, oh I'm so touched. Oh, man, they're feeding my soul. And then I'll say, but you're a disaster. The word's supposed to work. I'm just saying, <laughs> supposed to work. I mean, we may go through seasons. I, I, hey, I've gone through it. I'm going through a season right now where I'm struggling with some things. It's a season. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Because I know how to come out. Somebody taught me how to come out. But see, if, if there's a contamination to faith, if the faith is contaminated, it's hard to get out. It may actually be a good word, but it's contaminated. If it's contaminated, I mean you might get a good pizza, but if it's got rotten cheese. I'm just saying. Y'all know I'm right. That's good preaching now. You have to be careful that we don't we don't end up with things that are not going to bless our life need to be in places. Now, let's go to our scripture this morning. So I said that to get us to this point. I, God wants me blessed. Amen. God wants me not to break my toe. That's right. Now, if I had been listening to the Holy Ghost, I might not have been up and kicked that door frame. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And now I believe the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. <laughs> I am recovering. Yeah. I didn't normally, I would have danced a little bit during You Are Good. I just didn't feel it just wasn't there. Mark eleven twenty two 22 are the three, four greatest words that will change your life forever. Four words listed here that if you get them will change your life forever. Will manifest the greatest change in your life. Will transform your entire life. Have faith in God. The four of the greatest words ever written in the Bible are right there. Have faith in God. That connotates a couple of things. Number one is I can have faith in God. Boy, I like that. That means that God has given me the ability. He gave me the right and told me you can have faith in me. Whatever you're going through, whatever challenge comes your way, you have the right to trust that God is going to come through for you, Amen. that there is, a, there is a method for you to come out the other side. Now, it didn't say you wouldn't go through a fiery trial. It did not say that you would not have weapons that would be formed against you. It did not say that you wouldn't kick a doorframe. You may not escape the fiery furnace as an experience. We know it didn't come from God last week. I spent a lot of time talking about where it comes from. But here's what I know. I know what's at the other end if I know faith. I know what is at the other end of the challenge. I know what is at the other end of the problem. I know what is beyond the situation. And I know that I can have faith in God for whatever the challenge is. There may be a fire but I'm coming out. I may break my toe, but I'm getting a healing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We can have faith in God. Now, let let me take it a little further. This four words actually says this. Have the faith of God. Not only does God say that I have the right to have faith, but beyond that, I have the right to have His faith. Faith. What kind of faith does God have? The Bible tells me that he framed the world with his words. Those words were faith words. How does faith come? Well, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. Hearing the word of God, not just faith that I'm going to go out. See, there's natural faith. I could go out and hit my car key. I go out there and I touch the car key and turn it because I believe it's going to start. But what do I do when it don't? That's not natural faith. I was in New Zealand, and my mom and, dad and I had flown over there for my grandmother's funeral. And so we're out to, and, and my, my cousin and I had drove to the, have driven to the airport and we were waiting uh, to take baggage there so that we could go back, pick up my mother. And we just had some things, get it out of the way. And so we're at the airport there in Auckland, New Zealand. And, and uh, so I'm waiting, you know, uh, and uh, we come back out and get in his car and he hit that key just like you would do that natural faith, you know. And, and it went tick tick tick, And we in trouble now because we got to get back, pick up my mother. We got to get back to the airport and we have got to get on that plane. Tick, tick, tick. He says, oh, man, I don't know what we're going to do. So he gets out of the car. The hood goes up. And he starts working inside that engine. And he's going, he's going, he's going. And he tried again. Tick, tick, tick. Tried again. Tick, tick, tick. Got under it, tapping on this, tapping on that. Tick, tick, tick. Finally, I said, stop. Charlie, move over. I laid hands on that car. And I said, we got to get in this plane. I got to go get my mama. I laid hands on that car. I said, stop in the name of Jesus. I said, Charlie, hit that key. See, that's not natural faith. That's supernatural faith. There may be a car that won't start, but bless God. Wait a minute. Bless God. escape. There is a way to make it to the other side. There is a way to part the Red Sea. There is a way to get water. Have the faith of God. We have the faith of God. We have the right to have the faith of God and to have faith in God. The Word of God is faith. When God wrote the Word, He wrote His faith into that Word. He wrote down His Word's so that you and I would have the right to spread the pages of that Bible and pull out everything that we need. Oh, hallelujah. And my God shall. Glory to God, supply. All my needs. Glory to God. He put within those pages the words of life. He put within those pages. My way out. Glory to God. Shoot. Look at somebody and say, you're going to make it. You're going to come out. He's my way maker. Glory to God. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Glory to God. Ah. I didn't mean to scream. I don't. Something just stopped above me. Something stopped working on the inside. I just know God's going to see me through. I just know God's going to make a way. I just know. I just know. Just shout it out. God's going to make a way. Die. somebody did what I'm talking about God gave me a way out God has the keys to the locked prison door God has a way to break the shackles off my feet he has a way to take the yoke off my neck Oh hallelujah The standards of the Lord When you're standing up against no way When you're standing on the edge of the river And there's no way to cross it There is a way Jesus will make a way When you're standing there with your last cake And your last meal And your last oil and you may not know how you're going to feed yourself tomorrow. Jesus has a way. Yes. Yes, sir. When you've been thrown into the lion's den. And you're surrounded by them big old teeth. And that old big old lion's about to eat you. God has a way. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you today. I want to get you happy on the inside so that you understand you've got the joy of the Lord which is your strength that you know, that you know, that you know God said have faith in me have faith in me. Have faith in me. You can have faith in me. I'll make a way. I'm going to see you through. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to lift you up when you're down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a path for your feet. I am going to give you friendships and relationships. I'm going to develop a way. God knows how to do it. God knows how to get us out. If you're right in the middle of it right now, I just shout out, I'm coming up! My job is not my answer. The lawyer is not my answer. The doctor is not my answer. Now thank God for all of that thank God there's a lawyer and a bank but I'll tell you right now God's going to cause the lawyer and the banker and the job all to work together for my good all things work together for the good of those you don't know what I know God's going to see me through you don't know what I know (laughs) Wow! (coughs) (coughs) Hallelujah!